Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 9, titled Sato Voce. Yet another phenomenal, phenomenal episode uh, that provides a brilliant payoff to a long dormant hanging thread. Like, this takes a single episode plotline in Season 3 with the whole voice thing. And brings it back and brings that to a conclusion in just such, such stunning fashion. And it's really, really spectacular to witness. So, this episode starts off. Oh, we got a new number. Some unassuming locksmith. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Just seems like some normal dude. Until he breaks into a major investment firm. And tries to plant a bomb. Which Reese immediately stops. He immediately stops him from doing this. He immediately defuses the bomb and arrests this guy. And we very quickly find out that this dude was coerced into placing that bomb. He was coerced into breaking into that investment firm and trying to blow it up by someone who is holding his wife hostage. Who is holding his wife captive. And who said that he'd kill his wife unless he did this thing. And as soon as a call comes in from this guy, as soon as a call comes in from this dude, it becomes very, very clear to Finch that this is the voice. This is the dude that we tussled with once before, way back when, like I said, back in season three, when we had that whole call center debacle. So we got like a rematch with The Voice. We got like round two, Finch versus The Voice round two going on. In fact, Finch actually goes as far as to enlist Elias's help. To take out the voice. uh, To get his help. And the two of them go on this big investigation. All throughout the city. Going to various hideouts. Tracking various uh, phone and detonation signals. To various places. uh, Trying to find where he is. Trying to find out his plans. Trying to find out where his base of operations is. Uh, And it's a really, really great subplot. That plays out very, very well. I just like, I like seeing Elias and Finch team up. Like, I want a buddy cop movie with Elias and Finch. (laughs) It'd be really great. It'd be really wonderful to see. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Reese 
takes a whole team of cops to this warehouse that Finch has tracked the call from the voice to. That Finch has tracked the probable location of this dude's wife to. Reese shows up, takes this whole team in, and it's a trap. It's absolutely a 100% a trap. Uh, the building blows up. The wife's never been there. Uh, it is just... It, it was just there for Reese's benefit to kill a bunch of cops and uh, send them on a wild goose chase. And at this exact moment, a whole crap ton of bomb threats get called in all over the city. Like, I think there's like 10 buildings or some crazy number like that that all have bomb threats against them immediately. And conveniently, they're all within the jurisdiction of Reese and Fusco's precinct. They're all within that jurisdiction to sort of spread everyone thin. To sort of spread the cops thin and draw everyone out of the building. This is where the voice's real plan kicks into action. Turns out this guy was supposed to get arrested. The voice slips a pack, or rather someone slips a package under this dude's door. With instructions to uh, get out of the room and pick the lock on this one holding cell. Which is full of newly arrested Templarios. But Reese is able to stop him before he gets anywhere close. However, he very clear, he very easily is able to figure out, wait a minute. Someone slipped this under his door. That means the voice has someone else inside the building. And then they get down to the holding cells and turns out backup plan initiated. And that dude released all the Templarios from the holding cell. And then they they immediately get to work locking down the entire building. And arming themselves with uh, guns and such from evidence lockup and just... Take over the entire thing. So we get this phenomenal, phenomenal little diehard-esque action set piece. A sustained action set piece where Reese and Fusco have to just go throughout the precinct, taking out Templarios... Trying to stop them from whatever the hell they're doing while protecting our number. And eventually, after they interrogate some of them, after they interrogate uh, some guys, we find out that the reason they are taking over the precinct is to take out this one hitman. Uh, that Fusco actually just put away. Uh, there was a whole plot line leading up to this moment where... Fusco was given a case, Uh, someone had an unregistered weapon flagged against them, and that weapon was tied to, like, a two-year-old homicide, so he was interrogating this person, and it's a really, really well-written set of scenes, but basically, the short version is, 
this dude tries to play innocent. Like, no, this is... This is all a misunderstanding. I just bought this gun like six months ago. I, I've i never fired it. And then Fusco's like, hey, so, um... That gun has also done, like, four murders in four states in the six months since you claim you bought it. There's no evidence that anyone stole from you. And someone at one of the scenes did a description of exactly you. Like, literally, the sketch artist drew you. So, I kind of got you. And then the sort of act drops, and he's like, yeah, I guess uh, I guess he got me. Let's make a deal. And Fusco's like, no, we're not going to make a deal with you. You're going to jail. But turns out, for whatever reason, the voice wants this dude dead and is willing to take over an entire precinct, employ an entire, like, Gang of Templarios, uh, and just go through all of this trouble to kill this guy. And eventually, we find out that the reason is because this hitman, uh, he worked for The Voice, taking out a bunch of people, all of whom worked for him previously. Uh, basically, this dude was hired to tie up loose ends. And at some point, he realized, wait a minute. If all these people were working for The Voice and I show up to kill them, uh, how long before I become one of the loose ends? How long before I become the person he needs dead? And so he, like, did this whole investigation into who The Voice was just for leverage, just in case. And so, this is, like, the one guy who knows exactly who The Voice is. This is the one guy who knows exactly who it is? Exactly who, what his identity is. By the way, uh, worth mentioning, the other guy, the other guy in the precinct is a cop, is a uniformed officer who Fusco's like, hey, uh, watch this guy, don't let anyone near him. And then the cop tries to murder the dude immediately. And Reese is able to stop him, like, at the last possible second. This is another person, the voice, flat out threatened. And then we get into this massive, massive shootout with a Templarios. While this is happening, Finch and Elias are at the latest spot in their Is This Where the Voice Is tour? Is This Where We Can Find the Voice tour? And, you know, they don't find a lot. Like, they find that, like, oh, yeah, detonation signal went here, but it was a relay because, of course, it was. The voice loves his relay technology. Uh, they find a a little corkboard with a whole bunch of materials about Reese and Finch. Like, apparently, the voice spent a lot of time looking into them. And here's the big one. This is the big thing they find. Like, so, it, 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 this place looks like a dud until they find this thing. So, turns out, a payment was initiated from that location to an actress 
who looks a hell of a lot like this dude's wife. Who looks a hell of a lot like the, our number's wife. So, all of this was staged. The wife thing was not real. That never happened. Dude's wife was never kidnapped. Dude didn't even have a wife. So now we're left with the question of, who is this dude? Who is our number? And we get our answer pretty damn quickly. Our number is the voice. This entire time, we've been protecting the voice himself. He did this elaborate ruse so that no one would pay attention to him. No one would be suspicious of him. He did this whole act where he, like, broke into this one building, knowing he'd get caught. Constructed this whole narrative about his wife getting kidnapped by the voice. Uh... Recorded calls so that the voice would call him during the interrogation. And rule him out as a suspect, essentially. He did this whole thing. This was all one giant misdirect. So that no one would look at him and he could deal with this himself. Should the Templarios fail miserably. So, no, our, the, the voice goes in, kills our hitman, he's dead, tries to kill Reese, but Fusco dives in front of the bullet, and, like, a bullet grazes his arm, and the voice gets away. The voice is out of the precinct, and he is just gone. But we got the Templarios, so... Win? One third ain't bad. (laughs) One out of three, not a total loss. But the voice very quickly gets confronted by Finch and Elias. Who corner him on the street and are like, hey, turn yourself in. Turn yourself in. You can't continue. Turn yourself in. And the voice is like, no. Not happening. See ya, assholes. Like, we get this standoff, and then the voice eventually just gets away, gets in his car, and starts driving off. And then Elias breaks out a freaking car bomb and blows him the hell up. And I love this moment where Finch doesn't say a single word, and Elias just looks at Finch and says, What? You brought me out here for a reason. You must have known I'd do something like this. And Finch... Neither confirms nor denies. He just uh, stands there and eventually just walks away. So maybe Finch intended for Elias to blow the voice up with a car bomb. Maybe he didn't. We don't know. Remember, just an episode ago, Elias did this whole the quiet ones are the ones we need to worry about monologue, implying that Finch had like a greater darkness than anyone else. So, the voice is dead. He's off the board. That that whole case is closed. Meanwhile, while all of this voice stuff is happening, 
a number comes up for Root. The machine sends a number to Root to investigate. Of course, this dude's a Samaritan operative, or, or at least working with Samaritan operatives. Of course, he's involved with Samaritan. And while she's watching this guy, someone shows up and just shoots all the Samaritan agents. And we don't know who this is. Uh, There's one Samaritan agent left. Root's chasing him. And this person shows up again. Takes him out. And then attacks Root. And at this moment we realize, wait a minute, this person is Shaw. Shaw has returned. Shaw and Root are now reunited. For realsies this time. And... Shaw sort of brings Root up to speed. Turns out, she had been in New York for about a week. A little while. Uh, was just taking out Samaritan one agent at a time. And... Didn't make contact. Because she was afraid of what happened in those simulations. Uh, she was afraid that she would turn on... Reese and Finch and Root and all of them uh, in the real world. And if she didn't, she'd lead Decimon, lead Samaritan to the machine. So Shaw's just like, no, 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 I can't come with you. I have to be alone. I have to be alone. And Root's like, no, enough with that BS. We're not doing that. You're coming with me. You're coming back. You're returning. You're coming back into the fold. And Shaw just takes the nuclear option and goes, hey, you know what? In all those simulations, kill a lot of people. One person I couldn't kill was you. It always came down to me having to kill you. I refused to do it. Every time I just killed myself. And I'm totally willing to do that again. So she puts a gun to her own head. But then Root throws in a wild card. And is just like, okay. Wanna play like that? You die, I die. And Root points the gun at herself. And so we get this like bizarre, fucked up, inverted standoff. Where both guns are being pointed at themselves. And this is enough for Shaw to come off the proverbial ledge. Like, the one thing, the one thing those simulations didn't account for is Root's absolute obsessive need to have Shaw back. Like, that that's the one thing those simulations didn't account for. That Root would be just as willing to be like, okay, uh, you... You say you're going to kill yourself if I... You say you'd kill yourself before coming back with me and exposing us. Well, uh, I'll kill myself before you kill yourself. So how about that? Like, it, 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 the simulations did not account for Root's bat shittery, <laughs> essentially. Uh, but it's a great moment. It's a really, really spectacular scene that I absolutely love. Uh, and then we get this... Wonderful ending where Reese decides, okay, look, you know what? Times like these, even the precinct's not safe. Even the precinct's not safe. We need to trust each other. 
and tells Fusco about the machine. Tells Fusco everything about the machine, about Samaritan, all of it. So Fusco's now fully in the fold. And Shaw reunites with everyone else. So all of our five, all of our five members of Team Machine are back together again for realsies this time. Uh, and everything's great. Everything's awesome. I'm sure nothing will go to shit in the last four episodes. I'm sure, I'm sure no stakes will be raised. I'm sure nothing grim or dark will come past. Like, all, the last four episodes of this show, it's shocking, really. The last four episodes are just a, are just a good time. And just all our characters hanging out and going like, man, wow, everything's cool and everything's wonderful. Nothing bad will happen at all. There'll be no... Big final battle with Samaritan. Uh, there'll be no winner takes all conflict. There'll be no like highly stressful scenarios for anyone. It'll all be fun. It'll all be wonderful. It'll all be just sort of whatever. Yay! That's totally what'll happen. Yeah, no. <laughs> Enjoy this moment of joy. Enjoy this moment of delight. There are very few of those remaining. <laughs> I'll just say that. Without spoiling anything, the last four episodes of this series... Oof. Oof, are they stressful. Just oof. Anyway. Uh, if you like this... Favorite podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just push up a button on the anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate it. Everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 10. Talk to you then.